mistress. Maybe I'm a boss. I don't know what they do. I don't give traps. I drop the label. World can't hold me. Too much ambition. Always knew it'd be like this when I was in the kitchen. Niggas in the same spot. Me, I'm dodging raindrops. Meaning I'm on vacay. Chilling on the big shop. Yeah, I got on flip flop. White Louis Bow shoes. Y'all should grow the fuck up. Come here, let me coach you. Hold on. Somebody bring me back some money, please. what's up guys and welcome back to your favorite podcast so can we talk about chat gps like what is up with that i literally this morning was like write me a podcast I just wanted to see like what was going on with it. It's like this new AI thing that you can use for like all things copy. So I don't know if you don't know about this. Well, I guess it's trending. So you have to know about it. But anyways, if you're on TikTok, you've already seen it. And I know a lot of people are like using this in for everything. And I I personally think it's amazing. Um, and I know Microsoft is coming out with like an even better version so you can use it for design and like all this stuff. But anyways, not going to be what we're talking about today. But I thought it was funny because I was like, I just want to see what would happen if they wrote a podcast. No, just just no, just so much. No, no. And I and people are like, well, you didn't use it right. No, I did. I was like, like, do you have any questions for me? And I was like, single host podcast. And it's just like, it's not it's not a vibe. It's there's no personality. So anyways, I guess what I'm trying to say is <clears throat> although you could use it for a template or a foundation, it absolutely cannot replace like a real deal blogger, writer, speaker, whatever. Like this shit is so fucking boring. I would never even use it. So anyways, I was like, okay, um, I'm just going to freestyle. So anyways, What's up? Welcome back to your favorite podcast. Um, this is going to be more of like a sober, curious edition, but like, let me explain. Um, so last year around July, 2022, I was feeling like so burnt out from my job, wedding planning. You know, I came back from my honeymoon. I was not refreshed. Um, and I started to embark around July of 2022, um, and this is going to be a quick podcast, by the way. I'm trying to do like 20 minute shorts if I can do this. Come on, we can do it. We can do it. So um, I embarked on like a hundred day like challenge. And the goal, OGs remember, but the goal was to really just level up my energy. Like I truly felt like I had no energy and I just wanted to like get back on track and move daily to help with stress. And like when you move, the biggest thing about movement, whether it's a walk, a stretch, a bike ride, like whatever, you go to the gym, you run, you're just moving the energy. Like we're meant to move. We're meant to be in the sun. We're meant to do, right? We're going to get into this in a second too, because it's all going to feel like it's all going to align. So anyways, by the end of the first 30 days, again, OG listeners know, but I have new listeners. So just thought I'd drop this. So when I started the 100 day challenge, it really was like, girl, you got to get out and get for a walk, like go for a walk. You can't just like be sitting in your office. Like it's time to move. It's time to go. Like, let's get back on track. Let's get back in shape. And it was really more like shaping up my mind at the same time. So by the end of the 30 days, I decided to remove alcohol and try like a thousand hour dry challenge. 
um, this combination for the remainder of the hundred days, like left me feeling soul good that I decided to try this again. So, okay, let's get into it. So I started just by like hitting the gym this month. So now we're present day, um, March of 2023, top of March. I was like, yeah, no, my health is more important than any job, any person, any task, any responsibilities that I have, any cleaning I want to do, any closets I want to clean out, you know, any errands I need to run. It's way more important than any of that. Like truly even family time, which I value so much, but like, if you have no energy, you have nothing to give people. So I started waking up early in the beginning of March. I want to say it was like March 4th was like the first day back. Um, and not only like throughout this whole month, did I have more energy, but I just felt better. I slept better. I was getting more work done faster. And most importantly, I was just happier. I was so happy to be back in the gym. So no rules is the new rule. And I didn't put rules on it. I just started hitting the gym again, which ironically, three years to the month and to the date was my last gym visit. And you're like, what kind of math equation was that? Let me try to say that in a different way. Pre-pandemic vibe, March 4th, 2020 was the last time I was in the gym full time. Like, you know, whether it's five to seven days a week or three to five days a week or whatever, I kind of split it up so that I could take like a yoga class or go to orange theory or, you know, take, um, a Pilates class or go for a walk on certain days, like go to the park and just walk and run or something like that. But, or even work out at home, do my Peloton, but I always kind of like split it up and it was really more for my mentality than anything. Now, of course you're going to lose weight. Like that's part of it when you move more. Right. But for me personally, it's just like, I didn't want to go into this with like, I want to lose weight. I want to diet. I just wanted to feel better. I just wanted to sleep better. I was just done feeling like burnt out. You know what I mean? So anyways, um, the last time I was in the gym every day was March 4th of 2020. And so anyone that knows me knows like, and I'm talking like from back in the day, like they know I do this for my mental health, but also like the goal for me was never to be skinny. It's not even to be the most fit or like badass person in the gym. It's literally to improve like being like my overall athleticism. Like it's not like I set goals that are like very weird. And we're going to talk about the four pillars that kind of helped me build out this hundred day challenge. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's just to be more athletic and be stronger physically, mentally, emotionally. Right. And like, I don't want to be looking like the skinniest person in the gym and I don't want to be the most fit person in the gym, but I do want to look like I could kick your ass if I wanted to. Like I could roundhouse kick you in the face if I felt like it, but all joke, all jokes aside, I felt so good this month that I'm starting a new hundred day challenge. Um, now before you run away and like scroll on the tick, um, let me tell you that summer is 12 weeks away. Not again, not a scare tactic, but summer is 12 weeks away. And more importantly, it's like, you just want to like feel good. And that's more than enough time for you to take a look at your habits right now and say, okay, you know what, for the next 12 weeks, I'm going to dedicate myself to doing this one thing daily or these two things daily. Now your combination will be different than mine, but I'm going to throw down what I'm doing in case you want to do it with me. 
we can link up on chelseaswiftblog.com. There's a little form there. You can just fill that out and like holler at me. Um, but anyways, truly it's not, it's all about a feeling and it's not about a size. So I just wanted to share like the pillars and kind of like my overarching goals and get into like why I built this out in the first place. And also I feel like by explaining this, I think it will help you build out your own personal 12, 12 week plan. If I can talk today on your personal goals in a more realistic way. So like, you're not here to burn yourself out or try to get in like, you know, Angelina Jolie shape in 12 weeks. It's, it's 12 weeks. It's not about that at all. It's just simply creating better health habits. So let's get into it. Um, the main thing that I will say is I kind of this morning and what prompted this and kind of what, you know, obviously starting the gym, going to the gym, like that's what created the inspiration, um, to sit down and actually write out what was important to me. And now a lot of these habits I'm, I, I kind of have it stacked because a lot of these habits I'm doing, but I just wanted to ensure that I do them daily, right? So I might be doing them weekly, maybe three times a week. I might even be doing them daily already. Um, but I just wanted to kind of outline like, you know what, this is my primary focus for the next hundred days. Um, so I was thinking about this and I was thinking about, cause the first thing is no alcohol. Now, when I did this challenge, the last time I started with just like, I'm just going to move. That was the only rule. It was like, just move your body. Doesn't have to be intense. And then within 30 days, I was so motivated and so energetic that I'm like, I'm going to take out booze. Like I'm going to add on top of this. I think I'm ready for just a little bit of like, you know, taking it to the next level. Right. So I cut out alcohol for the next, you know, however many days that was that we had left. And I felt amazing. So that's why I'm doing it at the very start. I'm just going to completely remove alcohol. Um, and by the way, like this is kind of like my sober motto slash something that I wrote down, you know, a couple weeks back that I haven't shared on here, but I feel like it might be a good time to share it. And I'm probably going to mess it up and not say it exact. Um, but I basically was thinking about like, you know how as a kid, you didn't need alcohol because you were constantly like learning and growing and training and practicing like you just were go, go, go. And you just were doing things. You know what I mean? You didn't need alcohol to have fun and things didn't center around alcohol until, you know, you get a little bit older and like you're going to the parties and people are drinking and you're just going and kind of drinking because you just want to see like your friends or like the cute, like older boys. And then you get into college and it's how everybody socializes. Like every situation, every social situation includes alcohol. And then you, you know, young professional, it's like, let's get sushi and drinks. Let's do Tuesday tacos and margaritas. Like every day is almost paired with a beverage, which is kind of crazy when I think about it. But, um, anyways, I kind of thought back to like, when let's, let's look at like before, right? Like when was it essential for me to really realize like, Hmm, you know, I didn't need alcohol and I don't need alcohol. So anyways, if this helps you, um, great. If it doesn't, whatevs. Um, but I'm also just before I drop this, actually I'll do, I'll drop this and then we'll get into the hundred days. But I do want to share what I'm starting to do is share, um, just snippets of people that reach out to me, whether it's like a voice message 
or a message in general. I think I did that for a while to kind of like encourage you guys to um, reach out to me so that we can connect. So I'm going to throw that in the middle of the segment in one second, especially once I drop the no alcohol thing, because I really feel like, you know, you're not alone in your journey. And I think that's why I just want to share um, her message. And I do have permission to share her message. Um, she reached out to me with a voice memo, um, which was like beautiful, made me cry. I was like, oh my God. And I was like, do you mind if I share this like on my podcast? Like I really want to start connecting like, like minds, like people that listen to this podcast and really feel inspired. Um, you know, I want to start connecting you guys. So that's kind of the goal. Um, and I think by hearing other people, maybe you might say, oh my God, I really relate to her. Um, so shout out girl, I'm going to drop your, um, little voice memo to me that made me cry. That was so sweet. Um, but anyways, my sober motto, just like before we drop that is as a kid, you didn't need alcohol because you were, you were just go, go, go. You were learning, you were growing, you were training, you were practicing for something. You were doing sports, you're in school, you know, and essentially what I'm trying to say is you're expanding, right? Like expansion. And so I wrote a motto for myself that said, may I never get to a point in my life where I say I'm done growing, reaching, learning, and expanding. And a big part of my alcohol journey has not necessarily been about the alcohol. And I've actually said this before, but alcohol is not the problem. Alcohol is the solution to your problem. So when you remove the alcohol, you can at least like face the problem. Now, whether you solve it or not is totally up to you, but it could be a, you know, a toxic job. It could be a toxic relationship. It could be a toxic neighborhood you live in. It could be, you know, a toxic pet. I mean, it could be anything. Um, it could be toxic friends. It could be toxic family members. I mean, when you remove alcohol, you remove this veil of bullshit around like your life where you're like, Hmm, yeah, why am I drinking and hurting myself when really I'm just numbing out from certain people, places, things that I just don't want to be a part of. And so that's what sober curious movement kind of meant for me is it, it's so much deeper than the alcohol. It's not about the alcohol, actually. It's about why you drink in the first place, like what alcohol is helping you cope with. And I think when you remove that coping mechanism and you put more things into place, like going for daily walks, taking care of your mindset, doing things that you're passionate about, being around people that inspire you, that want to lift you up, that want to see you grow, like all of these things help me realize my power. And then of course, you know, being in therapy and talking about, you know, certain things that I just felt like this is not in alignment with my heart and my spirit and my goals and things that I want to do. And sometimes it can be scary, but you do have to take that leap of faith and either leave that friend or leave that job or leave that relationship or, you know, sell that house or whatever you need to do to get yourself in alignment with what works for you. Um, so anyways, my point is life is all about expansion and there's going to be ups and downs and in-betweens, right? But it's really more like, may I never get to a point in my life where I think I fucking know everything. Like, of course, I'm going to evaluate my relationship with alcohol now being almost 35 years old, 
what I was doing at 25 doesn't make any sense to do at 35, right? And so if you're listening to this and you're like, shit, I'm 55 and I'm still doing what I did at 25, it's never too late. And that's the whole point of today's talk is like, it's never too late to take a look in the mirror and look at the things that you love. First of all, you're never going to get a new anything by hating it. So you need to love yourself for who you are. You need to give yourself grace, give yourself compassion, give yourself that self-love because that's what it's all about is once I removed alcohol, the self-love that came from it was amazing because even now if people piss me off, if people stress me out, I'm like, why would I drink and hurt myself because somebody else tried to hurt me? Do you know what I'm saying? Like how ridiculous is that? Like if you think about it, if your job stresses you out or your boyfriend stresses you out or your you know father-in-law stresses you out, why are you going to now go do something to self-sabotage? Because it's only hurting you, right? Like what do they say? Holding on to anger is like grabbing a hot coal with the intention of throwing it at somebody. You're the only person that gets burned. Like let go immediately, forgive immediately, forgive the circumstance, forgive yourself, and then move the fuck on. Because may you never get to a point in your life where you are not you know, where you're not done growing, you're not done reaching, you're not done learning, you're not done making mistakes, and you're not done expanding upon that. So that's what we're going to get into. I am going to break really quick to drop um, one of my listeners. Uh, I didn't get permission to shout out her name, but I'm just going to say, hey, girl. Um, And her message like is so beautiful. And I just thought I would share it with you. Um, and I definitely encourage you to reach out through chelseaswiftblog.com and just like, you can either leave me a voice memo or you can leave me a message. Um, and just, yeah, let me know like how you're feeling about the sober curious thing. Um, because I think like we're all in this together. It's not really like, I'm not on here. Like I'm a professional, like I've been sober for like 20 years and I'm not making fun of people that are. I'm just saying I'm on my own journey. Like it's a live journey. You know what I mean? So I'm just sharing as I go and I share as I learn. And I think that's pretty cool because when I started podcasting, it was really like it started with weight loss motivation because I had lost some weight and it was kind of like the after fact, right? Like I had done it. I had already done it. And then I was talking about it. Whereas this is like, I'm going through it and I'm talking about it. So I'm talking about like, the real experience as I go through it. So I feel like that's more powerful because then we can connect on our, on our journeys together. And it's not like, Oh, like Chelsea knows everything. Like she knows what to do. It's like, no, I might be able to recommend like a non-alcoholic option, you know, but I have tools too. And I'm so happy to share those with you. So let me drop this. Um, and then you'll see why the first rule of the, and rules are meant to be broken. So like, take it as it resonates. Sober curious is like, maybe you're trying to cut back. Maybe you're going on a 30 day challenge. Maybe you're trying not to drink for a whole year. We all have different goals and maybe you're trying to be completely sober, which is cool too. So like everyone is welcome. That is the vibe. And you'll see why, you know, the next hundred days will also be like a hundred days of no alcohol. So let me drop this and I'll see you in a sec. Good morning, Chelsea. So I just wanted to send you a quick message because I'm driving to work. So I'm doing voice. Um, 
but I wanted to let you know, give you some feedback that I just finished your alcohol podcast and I cannot believe you even posted that because it came to me and you posted it at a time where I hit a turning point in my life with my drinking to the point where I was reflecting and wondering or believing that I actually had an alcohol addiction problem because I drink on certain nights of the week and just like you with the whole bottle of wine and it totally resonated with me and you know keep doing what you're doing because your podcast and your content is life-changing for some people and I just felt so strongly I had to reach out to you to let you know that you inspired me so much and I've been not drinking for five days now um and it's just so funny how I mean is she not amazing I love it and honestly I think I should like take this time too to say like thank you from the bottom of my soul to everybody that listens to my podcast that has continued to listen to my podcast even when I went I'm like getting a little emotional <laughs> I feel like even when I went through a really dark time in my life during the pandemic and I really couldn't provide that positivity and it was really hard for me for three years and I was going through anxiety and depression and panic attacks and PTSD and all these things for three years. Um, and certainly um, other factors in my life didn't help um, with that as far as help heal my mindset and my, my mental health. And it was hard. Um, but I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because I just feel so lucky to have connected with such genuine, real people. And that's all... I want listening to my podcast. I, I have no ambitions to be famous. I have no ambitions to, and I was talking to my mother about this the other day. It's just, I'm passionate about podcasting. I'm passionate about people. And I just love like inspiring. And I just think that like, I'm just like getting choked up. Um, I just can't thank people enough for reaching out and being like, where did you go? Is everything okay? Like, it's just, I'm really getting choked up. Um, it's just amazing that it's like I was on here, like inspiring you guys. And like you guys reached out to me, making sure that I was okay. So it's definitely um, super inspiring. And I think that's why I really believe that like, you guys are just as inspiring. And I think that's why I try to give you your personal power back because it's not about me being better. I'm exactly, you know, I'm a normal person. <laughs> I'm, I live in Worcester. Like I'm a normal local Massachusetts like person. I have a, you know, a normal job, but like I'm, I'm just a normal person. And, you know, I think sometimes people forget that you know, people are people. Um, and it just like for people to reach out and just say kind words or like when I disappeared and I felt like I was going to lose like my whole, like, you know, everybody I'd interacted with and like all my listeners and like you guys stuck around and you kept listening, um, to older episodes and you kept like, you know, reaching out to me and cheering me on and like encouraging me to get back on the podcast. It's just like, 
I don't think you'll ever know what that did to my mentality at the time. Like it, it just, it was so healing for me. So I think that's why I get choked up because it's like a mutual experience. And that's why I wanted to put that in the middle of my episode today, because that's why I podcast. So anyways, let's stop crying. Um, Let's take a sip of our coffee. Like, oh my God. Everyone take a sip. It's okay. You're like, holy shit, Chelsea's crying. I literally only cry. Um, like, I, I feel like I happy cry, which is weird. Um, no, I do. I, I cry when I'm, like, touched by humanity. Like, that is such, like, a lame thing to say. Like, when do you cry? Like, I'm not an angry crier. I'm like, uh, I'll fight you when I get mad. Um but I do process emotion like everybody else. Like obviously I have my days where, you know, I'm just like hormonal or whatever. And I'm like, eh. but for the most part, I mean, I will ball like a baby when I see someone being nice to someone else. Like it just, my heart explodes and I can't handle it. So anyways, the fact that you guys like, that's what I mean. The fact that it was just like a mutual, I just feel like it's such a mutual experience to, come on here and lift you up. And like, now that I feel stronger and I'm ready to like come back and like give you guys like, you know, positive mentality and like motivation and like, you know, get back on the grind with this. I just have to say that like, this is a community. It's not like, Oh, I'm so great. Like do everything I do. So anyways, let's talk about our goals. (laughs) So first of all, my goals are number one, and we've talked about this before, but I'm going to give you the pillars of my goals. And you're going to be like, why is she saying pillars? Like, are we in a marketing meeting? No. These are my goals that I wrote down for 2023. So I'm just going to tell you what they are. And before you panic, there's a reason I had to write these down. So number one, no alcohol. This has proven to be my greatest challenge. Just a side note. Um, Gym, making it a habit. So just getting back in the gym. Um, getting my back walkover on the ground just because I love like when my niece is tumbling and we're like, I'm like spotting her for stuff. I mean, she doesn't really need me to spot her, but she's just like working on like her layout now. And like, I just remember like doing gymnastics and like loving it so much. So I still have my back bend just because I practice yoga. So I still have like my splits, my back bend. I could still do back handspring tuck like on a trampoline, but I just want to start being like more flexible. Like I literally picture myself at like 60 doing a back walkover. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, you got to start now because even though I have a back bend, I really, I don't know that I'd throw a back walkover. (laughs) I don't know that I'd be brave enough. I would definitely like just do like, I can do like a standing back bend and come back up, but it's the momentum thing scares me. Like, you know, what if I get stuck? But anyways, um, that's a goal by the end of the year and then run one mile a day for overall health. Um, so I don't know that it's going to be like a day, but the goal is back in the day. I used to run a mile, um, anywhere between like eight and 10 minutes, honestly, just casual mile. And I would run it for my health. No other reason than I just wanted to be healthy. So now I'm going to tell you how I built this hundred day challenge out. And so you'll notice that I'm not going to be burning myself out. So that's the whole point of this is 
This is an energy provider. So this is a hundred days of energy. Maybe we'll call it that a hundred days of getting your energy back a hundred days of, I don't know. We'll get into it. So no alcohol. Number one. So a hundred days, let's go. No alcohol is number one nature every day. So this is really important to me. Um, this is something I wasn't doing. Like I'd be in my office working from literally like eight 30 in the morning till four and be like, Oh my God, I haven't drank water yet. Oh my God. I haven't gone outside. And like, I have no fucking idea what the temperature is. And like that to me, was just not healthy, not normal. So I decided like I need to walk or do yoga or even lounge outside at some point in the morning or take a break midday and just get some sun. It was really essential to my health. And I noticed a huge difference because even if it wasn't sunny, even if it was raining, snowing, whatever, like just being in the fresh air and just getting out there is really important. And by the way, this is not just for people that like work remote and you're like, Oh my God, you didn't go outside and at least go to Starbucks. Um, well, think about it. Like you get up and you like pack a lunch and you race out the door, you get in your car, you're sitting, you get to work, you're sitting like you didn't really get fresh air either. So that's what I mean is like real fresh air, like in nature. So, and now because I cried, I feel like I just sound like Kermit. So like everyone bear with me. Um, okay. So gym every morning before work. Um, so this is essential to my mental health and essential to, just my goals in general. I want to make it a habit. I love the gym. And by the way, it does not need to be an hour, two hour, 45 minute, even a 30 minute workout. It could be a 20 minute workout. The goal is to, to get there. It's not anything else. I could get there, walk on the treadmill for like 10 minutes, run a little bit and leave if I wanted to. It's just about getting there. Um, back bend every day. So I'm going to practice my back bend during my little yoga session, which I already do. So it's kind of a habit stack. Um, I'm kind of just stacking things together as they make sense. The next thing is going to be run at the end of my workouts. So again, the goal is to work up to a mile. So in the beginning of March, what I started to do is just run, a, run for like a minute, then I would run for two minutes, and then three minutes, and now I'm up to five minutes, and about a half mile maybe a little bit more depending on how much energy I had. And that's my way of habit stacking because I'm already at the gym. I did my workout and now I'm just going to hop on the treadmill quick and just jog it out a little bit. doesn't have to be insane. I don't need to hurt myself. And by the way, that's not like I run five minutes every day at the end of my workouts. Like sometimes I get on the treadmill, I'll run. I'm not kidding. I'll run for 20 seconds. I'm like, that's good. We're good today. Because the point is not to burn yourself out. And like, that's what I'm trying to help you with is like, this is a hundred days of like regaining your energy. It's not going to help you if you get in the gym and you're like, yeah, we're going to crush it. You know, we've got 12 weeks till summer and like, that's great, but you need to, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So you need to like analyze and tune into how you're feeling. So that's why to me, being in nature, doing yoga every morning on my deck, doing my stretches, I'm tuning into my body. I'm seeing how I feel. How are my wrists? How's my back? How's my, I'm sounding fucking old right now, but how's my ankles? Like you need to stretch and tune in. And that's what it's about. It's the tune in to tune up. You know what I mean? So that's our quote for today. 
And the next thing I was going to say is water. So like three to four Yetis. I was doing this kind of anyways, like on and off. But again, I would be in my office for so long and I'd have one Yeti and I'd be like, mm. and by the way, it depends on like how big your water bottle is, which speaking of water bottles, I just found the, um, I think the new one is like the Hydro Flask. Has anybody seen this? Yep. I purchased one. Um, I saw it at, first of all, I saw it at Whole Foods. No, let's stop lying. I saw it on TikTok. Um, <laughs> let's be real. I saw it on TikTok. I saw this girl. She wasn't even promoting the water bottle. She was just, which I don't know why she wasn't because I'm like, girl, hashtag that water bottle or tag it because that's a promo and a half. Cause all I looked at was the water bottle. I didn't even look at her. Maybe that's her strategy. I don't know. So I looked at the water bottle because I love the, the colors. And so I looked at it and I was like, love that. I had to like, I tried to screenshot it to see which one it was. And I just couldn't, it was so far away. She was, it was this TikTok about like, I don't know, her going to the beach and I couldn't get the name. Like I kept like trying to zoom in, I couldn't get it. Um, so then I asked, I'm like, Oh, where's your water bottle from? And somebody else like was like, it's hydro flask like duh and I was like oh thanks like <laughs> sorry I'm out of the fucking loop Karen um so anyways I saw it at Whole Foods and I was gonna get it but then as I'm sitting there I'm like let me just check it on Amazon I checked it on Amazon mm-hmm yep it was cheaper like way cheaper so just letting you know that's gonna be my new water bottle because once I get that, I only have to have like two to three of those a day, depending on how much water I drank at the gym or doing my Peloton or whatever. Um, but anyways, the whole point is I'm not here to waterboard myself. I'm just here to like get more water in. So like another kind of habit stacking thing that I'm personally doing is I'm adding water before coffee. So I have to drink a full right now. It's a Yeti. Um, a full Yeti. And it depends on how many ounces yours is. I believe mine's like 30. Does it say it on the bottom? I don't know. Oh yeah, it does. Mine's like 30 ounces. Um, so it just depends on like your ounces and how many you're trying to get in. And yeah, I'm just habit, habit stacking it by making sure I get one in right in the, right in the morning before my coffee. That way I'm hydrated and there's this quote I heard by Cameron Diaz that she said, um, you're like a plant when you wake up, you need to like, you're kind of dehydrated. So you need to hydrate yourself. So I know a lot of us wake up and we're like coffee. And I feel you on that. I so feel you on that. Um, and I know it takes practice. So just start with like a small cup of water and work your way up. Okay. So the next thing is read sobriety books to stay on track. So I'm obsessed. I'm definitely in the sober curious world. I'm definitely diving into that. Um, Quit Like a Woman um, by Holly um, Whitaker is like literally my favorite. Um, also, I think I've talked about this before, but Alan Carr's um, The Easy Way to Stop Drinking is probably the best book as far as like removing the psychology um, there's so many other amazing books out there that we can talk about on another podcast. But for me, like I love rereading my favorite like sobriety books when I'm on that journey. Um, the next thing is to stay stocked up on non-alcoholic options. So like even last night I went to Whole Foods and I got a couple things that I needed for the week and I walked by, I got some like little non-alcoholic like um, summer kind of 
summer shandy like beer things and i got a non-alcoholic wine just because it's like you know summer's here it's going to be nice and like i just want to stay on track so worst case like if we're going to someone's house or a party or you know even if i just want to go outside and like hang out on the deck and just relax and you know have a quote-unquote drink it's like it's the same effect without the horrible side effects you know what i mean um which again podcast for another day so the other thing is to take um mental breaks and work in blocks to enhance focus creativity and all that good stuff so i started doing this at the be probably mm, probably back in like September of 2022, I started working in blocks and doing focus time. Um, I just felt like my energy was so stretched. It was like, I had email, I had a project um, system, I had my phone going off, I had scheduled calls, I had all these like moving pieces. And I just felt like I could never like get it all done. You know what I mean? I felt like I was always behind it. Like I was never going to get it all done. Um, And then I started working in blocks. And it was like, I basically selfishly took my time on what needed to be prioritized, if that makes sense. And it just ended up being so much better as far as like a work-life balance where like I didn't feel pulled in 15 million directions and I wasn't responding to people like immediately, immediately, immediately. Like it was no longer this like high priority energy. It was like, no, I have a job to execute and I have time to do that. And I'm not going to cram all this shit in like one hour. So I just started working in blocks, doing focus time. And honestly, my focus and creativity just expanded. It was so easy for me to be like, it's email time and block time to do email. Okay, it's project time or answering my team time. And then I block time to do that. And then to be like, okay, I'm working on this one project. I didn't have like 15 tabs up. I had one tab up working on one project at a time. And it made such a difference. So if you're like this, if you're busy at work and you're like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. It's because you're not focused. So practice focus time. I know it's hard in the beginning, especially if you're like me and you're a multitasker, you like to get everything done. Um, You like to be the champion of all things. Settle down, chill out. Life's not that serious. Like five years from now, really? Like, is it going to matter? And honestly, my biggest quote about work, and I've said this so many times, like if you drop dead tomorrow, your job would replace you in two weeks. No job is worth any mental trauma, stress, anxiety. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, take your time, work in blocks. And if that doesn't work for them, then it doesn't work for them. But also guess what? It doesn't work for you. And that's okay. So that's what I would say as far as taking mental breaks. It doesn't matter what you do for work. Everybody, and that's why we have legal breaks when you work for a company, everybody has the right to take a break, to breathe, to go outside, to get some fresh air. So just remember that, especially if you're sitting at a desk right now and you're at a corporate job and you're like, Chelsea, it's not, it's not that easy. I just can't like, just get up and like go for a walk. Yes, you can. What are you chained to the fucking desk? Like stop living in fear. That's the biggest thing I get when people reach out to me for career advice. It's like, you're, you're not celebrating your talents. You're underestimating your value. And you're living in fear. Like you're too fucking scared to like make a leap or a move or whatever. It's like, and I know just 
take some of my energy today. Like that's why I come on here is to like help you. Like I always say to my husband, like, cause he's the nicest guy in the world, but I'm like, the reality is you are the fucking best. So start acting like it. Like that's the fucking reality. Like when you have a master's degree and you've been doing what you've been doing for a long time and you legit are that fucking skilled, you are the best. So like always put your skill and talent before anything else. And if you're like, well, I don't have skill and I don't have talent work on that because it's not about the money. People think money makes you happy. It's not what makes you happy. What makes you confident? We have these like confident quotes going around and now I'm just going off clearly, but we have this confidence quote. Confidence comes from doing no confidence comes from knowing your fucking shit. You either know your shit or you don't, you're either good at it or you're not. So that's where confidence comes from. That's where value comes from. Knowing that you execute, knowing that you have that skill that nobody else has, that's what makes you different. So for me, my skill set is marketing strategy. I've always been a great strategist, always been great with people, always been great at sales. So that's my particular, like, if I was going to pick one thing out of all the things that I do in a marketing campaign or as a marketing consultant or as an entrepreneur, whatever you want to say, or an author, that's the number one thing that I'm good at is strategy, like period. So you have to find that little thing about yourself in your industry that you're like, that's what I, that not only that's what I love, but that's what I thrive at. And that's what builds confidence because it's not about doing. It's so fucking natural to you. It would take someone three days to put together what you put together in three minutes. That's the difference. So anyways, now that we had a little pep talk on that, <laughs> take mental breaks. Like no one's chaining you to your desk and set a timer for yourself to remember to stand up, like get a stand up desk. For example, that's what I did. I got a stand up desk and an Apple watch. And I was like, Hey, and guess what? You don't even need to be that fancy. You can just get a little five minute timer and just have it go off every hour so that you stand. That's basically what the Apple watch is doing. Like you don't need anything fancy to get shit done. Um, same thing with like tracking your steps. You can get like a $10 one from Target. I mean, or get the Apple Watch, whatever. So last thing is one self-care day per week. So that could be a manicure, a massage. It could just be like a healthy lunch. Could just be coffee with a friend, tea, whatever you want to do. But you're just going to treat yourself to something that's actually beneficial to your health that you love. So maybe you've really been wanting to like, take that hot yoga class or like go to that spa or whatever it is, like just start taking the money that you would typically use on like going out, partying, alcohol, all that stuff and start saving it and rewarding yourself in these like very healthy ways. Now, again, that's going to range. Okay. Like a manicure to me might not be the same thing for you. Maybe you reward yourself in different ways. Maybe like you're really into like, creating herbal remedies and you wanted to like go to the store or maybe you're into like crystals and you wanted to go like get a new crystal, but you're like, it's so big and obnoxious and expensive. And like, I shouldn't spend my money on that. Stop. You should. <laughs> so do the things that speak to you, but be mindful. Honestly, it's not about like, you know, let's buy things to make us feel better. It's not about that. It's just do one self-care thing that like, you genuinely from your soul, like, like it speaks to you, you love it. So that's why I said like a massage, a healthy lunch, a manicure, like these are things that just 
They make me feel better and they keep me on track. Cause it's like, I feel good. I feel good when I go. Um, so that is it today. That is our podcast for the day. Um, I will leave you with a quick quote. I'm just going to go to a random page here. So this says the aim of this is for you all to be like-minded, sympathetic and loving to one another, tender-hearted and humble. Peter three, eight. So the brain tip of today, and oh, by the way, I'm getting this quote from Dr. Caroline Leaf, switch on your brain every day. Um, and it says, we increase our rate of healing when we reach out to help others in our times of distress. Have you ever helped someone in need or spent a day at a shelter or a soup kitchen? Nothing can ever replace the feeling of reaching out in love. These moments are priceless moments when we feel the presence of heaven on earth. In fact, research shows that when we do good things and reach out in love, endorphins and serotonin are released that make us feel great. These chemicals detox our brains, heal us and increase our motivation and wisdom, helping us negate, negotiate life more successfully. Operating in love is an essential component to a good life. So operate in love, my friends. And like, honestly, that's such a vibe for today and be kind to one another. You never know what somebody's going through. Um, and yeah, the other thing I was going to drop is my book is on Amazon. Um, but I'm obviously not famous. So you have to search like the whole thing. It's a hundred days of positive thinking by Chelsea Swift. Like you actually have to type that into Amazon for it to pop up. Um, because again, I'm like not famous, so you can't just be like Chelsea Swift and it's not going to pop up. Um, but I have that, I have my daily positive gratitude journal. And if you have kids, I have the Bluebird King book, which is like a whole story about like following your dreams, but it's kind of supposed to be like more interactive, um, so that your kids can like color and draw and like, it's just supposed to be like a cute book that they can like to inspire them to like be an illustrator. I remember when I was younger, this is why I did that, by the way, when I was younger and I would read books, I'd be like, I want to like illustrate. And maybe that was just my passion. I don't know, but I would want to like write side stories and like draw pictures. And I just feel like kids are just creative. And like, that's why I did that. So you'll notice the book. It's like, I left like, um, space on both sides of the book for them to color and draw and like write in their own little story and like rewrite the story and like just get them involved in like, you know, in, in the book, not just read a book and be like, wow, this is so amazing, but also like get them kind of in this mindset that they could like do it too. So that was kind of like the whole purpose of that. So anyways, those are my books. Again, you can reach out to me on chelseaswiftblog.com. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram. I'm going to start posting that like a little bit more regularly over there. Um, Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. And then, yeah, I'm on TikTok. So if you just type in my hashtag, Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal, I should pop right up. And I'm going to be doing like regular kind of motivational, um, just like tip of the week or like something like that. So Love you guys. Love you girls. You keep me so young and I will see you guys on the next podcast.